recorded live. Wow, everyone. What a year it has been. This is our December meetup for our Money Aligner series that we've been doing all year long. I want to say big thanks to everyone who's been playing along while we created new default money vibrations for ourselves this year. What we were doing through this series is making a commitment to a daily practice in order to create a new default money vibe, one where we are more expecting of abundance and more open to ease and flow and plenty, where we're more used to having it instead of wanting more of it. And we've done that in a wide variety of ways. We have visualized it and we have thanked it. We have stopped making money responsible for how we feel. We let it off the hook. We have done dealed it. We have spotlighted reasons to believe that it can come to us, and we distracted ourselves from it. We totally let it go for one month. We've treated it like a fortune. We have spoken it into being. We've changed our history with it. We have learned to spend it and receive it, like there's plenty more where that came from. Last month, we amplified our desire for it. And this month we got a whole new one to play with. That's a lot of different ways we've been playing with our money vibration. And I imagine that you all, like me, probably noticed some exercises treated you better than others. I still was a big fan of our January practice of visualizing. But I did get something out of every month. I paused. I had just a little hitch as I thought about that letting go month. I'm not sure how well that one worked well for me, but... But every other exercise felt like it really did help amplify the positive instruction that I want to offer universe about how it is for me financially. Ooh, thanks, Robert. I'm on it. Um, I, I noticed through this series that I have gotten better at spending it without feeling like I, that there was less after I did. I learned how to spend with joy. I learned how to feel rich instead of feeling like I was trying to get rich. I learned how to appreciate money instead of take it for granted. I, and I learned just like a friendlier, easier, a more enjoyable relationship with it. Like it's a game rather than a serious challenge. And I have seen the results from this practice. I not only made more money this year than I ever had before, and not just by a little bit, but a freaking lot. I haven't done final numbers because the year's not up yet. But holy freaking Hannah, that's why I was breaking out the moonshine last night. I didn't have champagne in the fridge. I know we've talked before about how we should be prepared to celebrate at a moment's notice. Like we expect something to celebrate at any time. And um, and champagne isn't really my thing. Uh, I wouldn't think moonshine was either, but I had moonshine in the cupboard and, I net, and it was unopened. And it seemed like we're not sure whose idea it was. I my friend claims it was my idea. I claim that it was his suggestion. But anyway, we celebrated last night. And um, not just because I made more money than ever, but because a lot of it was out of the blue, unexpected money, Ming's favorite way of letting <laughs> money in. Some of it was from channels that I've had open for quite a while that finally started paying off in a powerful way. And, and some of that money that came in, it was from other resources that came into my life to support my financial abundance. So I'm I'm definitely feeling the difference of this. And I wish there was, I, I know in the beginning of the year, I had thought we should take an assessment, some way to measure where we're at so that at the end of the year, we can spot our difference because it's so easy to just make gradual improvements that we don't even realize we have improved. I suspect that's probably happened for a lot of us. But just as I look around at the the results, I can tell that it was 
time well invested in this process through this year. And I also know that this party is just getting started. I know it only gets better and better as I maintain the momentum that I created through this practice. And I wasn't perfect at this practice. I didn't do it every day. There were a couple of months where our process was such that it just didn't really seem conducive to a daily engagement. So there were some months where I just maybe did it half the time instead of I was shooting for all the time. But even still, I've always said that our system is very forgiving. We don't have to get it perfect in order to get results, and I am proof of it. Uh, because of what I feel like through this year, I have developed a stronger knowing about myself that I do well with money, more so than ever before. That, I wasn't a stranger to that story, but I own it better than I did when we started this in January. So it's it's not like a story I like to tell. It's how it is for me. It's not a script. It's not an affirmation. It's my truth. And this didn't come by accident. It came by regular practice. And that was the point of our whole series, to get regular about practicing those new vibrations. And, you know, this this it wasn't something that I created as much as I realized that, you know, I think this is true for all of us, that we're already rich, already, right now. Just like Marilyn Jennett said in Feel Free to Prosper, quoting probably Joseph Murphy, you can't be prosperous until you feel prosperous now. And that's, I, I think that's really the gist of it. Because conscious creators know that we can't wait for the money to get here before we're, we feel the wealth. We have to learn to feel the wealth first and then it gets here. Even more so than it already is, because it really truly is already here. And if you've been playing along with us this year in the Money Aligner series, you know how to feel wealthy. You know lots of different ways to feel money into your world. <laughs> but we're not done yet. We've got another month to play with this year, and I hope you're as excited as I am to continue some of these practices into 2018. So before we talk about December, does anyone want to share about their experience with November, whether you are amplifying desire or something else? Anyone have anything to report? I w I'm going to say this. I posted it in the forum, so some of, some of you already know this, about what the practice did for me. It revealed counter-intentions I did not know I had. I really would have thought I had cleared my path of that sort of stuff, but once I amplified desire, they became so clear it wasn't funny. And I will also say that I think just recognizing them was it, it allowed them to shift. Like I don't really feel like I had work to do beyond the awareness of those counterintentions. An example of one was that I I realized that I felt like I was going to be I was this would affect my dating life negatively to become too wealthy because I don't like to be the person who makes way more money than the other person. And and I could tell that I I had this belief that if I make significantly more money, there aren't going to be any dating prospects for me. Looking at that in the cold light of day, it seems ridiculous, but I didn't know that it was there until I engaged the, the process of amplifying desire. There was another one that I revealed, too, that I can't remember off the top of my head, which is a good sign. It's already out of my head. <laughs> That's where we want that stuff. We want that out of our heads. Anything that is not conducive or aligned to our financial prosperity does not belong in here. So, all right, let's talk about what we want to do for December then. I'm declaring this 
I'm declaring December to be a wild card month where you come up with your own practice. You and your higher self or your inner being come up with your own practice. Maybe it's something that you enjoyed from earlier in the year, or maybe it's a whole new process that we haven't played with in this series yet. But I know what mine is going to be. I'll share mine, and then I'll, I'll invite some of you who want to share what inspirations you're getting for December. I'd love to hear yours as well. I know what it's going to be for me, and I was very clear that this was for me, not for everyone, that December is for everyone to choose for themselves. So what mine is going to be is that um, I, I'm going to get a dial on the version of me that is living her dream come true financial reality. Like I'm going to, I'm going to see what that looks like. I'm going to feel what that feels like. I'm going to tune into that version. And then when I've got a really good handle on that particular vision, on that version of super wealthy me, then I'm going to compare that, that self to my present self to clock that vibrational gap, to just look at, okay, what's different about us? What's different in that version? What's different in this version? And whatever gap I notice, my December practice is to close that gap. And that might be in a feeling way or it might be in an action way. I've actually done this exercise in two ways this week where one I did it business-wise and one I did it money-wise. And on the business version of it, I got such clear instructions. It was like, you need, it was like, bam, 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 three things in a row that I needed to do. I wrote them down. Let me see if I can find them. (laughs) I don't remember them off the top of my head. But smart girl that I am, I wrote them down somewhere. Well, wherever I wrote them down, I'll find my way back to them. Ooh, 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 I just saw it. Hang on. There you are. Oh, yeah. I guess really clear. Okay, so I did that for business, and when I and I you know and I got actions for business. It well, it was two actions and one feeling. But when I did it for money, here's what I noticed when I tuned in. That version of me who's living that like when I say ultimate version, it's not like of this crazy. I don't need to be a trillionaire owning multiple islands all over the world. It's not like that. But when I tune into the version that that I think is my idea of a good time, what I noticed about her is that she's more relaxed and trusting about the money. It's not something that she manifests. It's something that she knows. Of course, she's manifesting it, but it's just, it's just how it is for her. She doesn't even contemplate alternatives. It's in her DNA. She's got a confidence around it. She's flowing a worthiness. She's got a comfort level that I don't have yet. And that's the gap I'm closing for December. I was thinking about how... Um, when someone someone uh, texted me recently the other day, they were saying, uh, "I feel it feels like you're a little like are you a little stressed out today? Feels like you know it might be good for you to do some grounding exercises or whatever." And um, they, they sent me a bunch of texts, and I replied saying, "Look, I got a busy day of calls. I can't really read through this. I'll respond when I've got a break or a minute to do so." And they wrote back, and they were like. Wow, you so you got a you got a pretty good flow of clients despite all this kinky energy. Those weren't the exact words that they used, but I got the impression they were saying like you're you're that off and you still have a really strong flow of clients. And when I read that text, I was like, oh, they don't know me at all. <laughs> no one's tuned into me. I always have clients. It does not matter what is happening in my life. Clients are a given. That is always so. Okay, that's how 
this version of me felt about money, the way I felt about clients, like, oh, the world could be going to hell in a handbasket and I'm still going to be booked fully. That's how it is for me. She is that way with money. It's just how it is. There's no other option. She doesn't, it's not something she even has to try to create. It's just her reality. That's, there was a gap on that one for me that I will be closing for December. So that's my practice to embrace that confidence and that trust and that knowing and that comfort level that I sensed when I tuned into that ideal version. Like she's, she was a kind of capable, she was, she was owning it. That's just how it was for her. That's the best way I could sum it up. That's just how it is. There is, there's no other alternative. And it sort of feels like for me, like in my version, that it is something that I'm creating, I'm working on, I'm aligning to it, I'm allowing more. I, yes, I've made progress, and but I'm going to make more. But for her, it's just, it's just how she lives. It's who she is. And I will say that this exercise to me feels a lot like identity shifting as I felt that out because I didn't get insights on different actions. It wasn't like, oh, well, here's what she does different. She, I didn't get, I didn't get those instructions on different actions it was more about different feelings and different knowings but that's me and that might not be anything remotely that you experience when you tune into yourself about how you want to play with money this month because i'd like for you to engage whatever you feel most inspired to and again maybe you're going to pick out a favorite practice from earlier in the year or make up a brand new one but either way we would love to hear about it either on this call or in the forums does anyone already know what they're going to be playing with? Hmm. Cares to share? I'm going to do what you're doing. Oh, really? Challenge <laughs> oh, accepted. I love it when I get company. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds fabulous. I think I may have been doing something oh, similar this past week, but I just didn't have the words for it. You're always so good at putting words to all this stuff. Um, I, was, I was thinking, yes, I wanted to close that vibrational gap regarding money and not just money, but who I am. So mm, that nice. kind of goes, and with my business. So that kind of, you know, and it's all been, um, I kind of feel like for me, it's like there's something that's, that's um, growing or blooming or, and I know it has, mm. it's going to definitely going to bring in a lot of money, but it's me, you know, shifting and expanding and growing. And so I know that it's, it's, it's and all it is right now, it's me thinking. That's it. That's all I'm doing. I haven't really done anything else, but it's kind of, and it's more than visioning because I was thinking, oh, maybe I'll just go back to visioning, but I realized I was listening to you. No, it's more than visioning. It's it's definitely a feeling. It's definitely um, something, it's a vibration, right? It's an alignment. It's, I was just talking, you know, in the interview about it, just going into being at a certain vibration and hanging out there. And, um, and I, I realized that's when the money's, and the ideas are just being born, and things are coming in, and I'm excited. Um, you know, to see you know what, what I like December. about how you describe that, Ming, is that you know that that's all it takes. It isn't like we tap into this version of ourselves that's having this, you know, enhanced experience of money. I'm gonna. I think I might have a little background noise. I'm gonna try to mute. Oh, someone's tired. I don't know who's yawning. Star six, if you want to mute yourself. Um, but, Ming, I love how when you're describing that, you didn't, I didn't hear a single part of you that got stopped by thinking, yeah, but it's going to be so much more work or it's going to require so much more effort or time or 
or customers or readers or whatever. Like that we didn't get hung up on the part where thinking more money means more action. And for a lot of people, that is a counter intention that can hold mm-hmm. up a money party because we're just so strongly programmed to believe that if we're going to have more, we have to do more. But when you were talking about it, I, was, I just love there wasn't a whiff of that. Yeah, I'm still intending it to be easy. I like the whole easy thing. <laughs> but I'm intending also that I'm going to expand and grow too. So it might be pushing a little tiny bit of the envelope, you know, in me and um, maybe doing things that I haven't done before. But here's the thing. No fear. I'm not afraid. I feel like, you know, this is money and I, we're going to, it's like a, you know, it's like when in a relationship, right? We're in a relationship with anybody. It, we always have to nurture it and for it to grow and for us to get closer. So I feel like that's with money too, because it's always evolving. I feel like we're going to really take it to the next level, right? So, mm. <laughs> yeah. I agree, Ming, and it always, it always has, no matter where we're at with it, there's an even better version that we can allow into our world when we continue our appreciation or our, our expectation or our just being willing to be easy and light and have fun with it. It just continues to evolve in greater and greater ways. And that's one reason why I'm not done with this practice in December. I will continue this into the new year just because I, for a variety of reasons, one, I'm a rising Capricorn and I like money. (laughs) Two, (laughs) I do a lot of work with other people around money that can activate some limiting scarcity sorts of vibrations. So it's important for me to stay plugged into my practice in order to create a proper grounding for not just for myself, but for the work I do with everyone. I mean, you know, when you have those kinds of conversations on a really regular basis, you better be putting some good airtime in the good stuff or it could go sideways. It's hard for me to believe because I do have a pretty good money story going already, but insurance policy is to continue to feed positive vibrations there. So thanks for sharing, Ming. That's good to hear that I'm going to have fabulous company in this month's practice. (laughs) (laughs) We'll share notes. Anyone else want to chime in? I'll chime in. This is Andrea. Andrea, thanks for joining us today. Nice to hear from you. Yeah, what's going on? So I love this. I'm going to join you too because yeah. kind of like Ming, it's like I was going there and then you talked about it. I was like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what's happening. Like when I was doing the amplifying, what it really brought up for me was the same thing. I brought up like this limiting belief, if you will, of questioning myself, questioning like, oh, but can I do this? Or mm. that's the right thing to do, questioning my business and you know, can I do that much work, right? Like going into that more money equals more work situation, questioning my body and my health. Like, can I, you know, can I amplify that? And and so it was really, really fascinating. And in thinking about, okay, who who is the Andrea that has, you know, the, you know, those big business, you know, goals realized and big money goals realized and big health goals realized and the answer was that she doesn't question. Oh, trust. I love it. You're giving me goosebumps, right? Andrea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and to me, the flip side of that is just trust, trusting myself, yeah. but trusting in the universe. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's a huge part. And so that's really, you know, there's been a couple of things, like visualizing is always fantastic. Rewriting my history was 
amazing. Um, and, you know, really practicing that there's always enough or there's always more than enough isn't great. But this, I feel like, is like bringing it all together. Right where it's on. like, let's, yeah, like, let's live in that state of trust. And not just for money, right? It flows into everything that mm, you do. You're right. It's, so, it's a powerful thing to practice when we can take that yes. to all areas. I like that. Yes. Oh, very cool. Mm-hmm. Thanks for sharing, Andrea. I appreciate it. Yeah, that. hey, thanks for, I mean, thanks for helping lead in this in this direction. It's been amazing. You know, what I what I like is that through this through this year together, hopefully what we've developed is a discipline around paying attention to what we're vibrating financially and feeling really skilled at how to move that and also discovering for ourselves like what works for us and what doesn't. So we've got, you know, for anyone who played with something that they never have before, you've got a bigger uh, tool set now, bigger um, manifesting process repertoire to pick from that I think can help make our work more enjoyable when we aren't just relying on the one same old thing that everyone always talks about. I was surprised how much I loved the visualizing, but boy, that still does it for me. I, I do use an I am statement. In fact, maybe I'll mention on this recording something that I had noticed, and this maybe has a little bit to do with my December practice, maybe not. Uh, and maybe I've mentioned this on another call, so this might sound like a repeat for some, but somewhere in the year, I started on the on the tail end of my I am statement, I started including a key set of numbers that covered some of the metrics that mattered to me in my life, including money, including business. And when I first started that, I it took me a little while to find my sweet spot with the numbers. And they were they were they felt like a stretch in the beginning when I first chose those numbers. But um as what I noticed was that my mind was doing this automatic thing when I would run myself through the numbers. The first couple of times I did it, my I'm going to call it my gremlin brain, would be doing the mental math on the difference between what I was saying versus what my reality was. And the reason I was saying these numbers was because I had a suspicion that I had a set point that was holding me back, so I wanted to just make sure I was acclimating to a whole new reality of numbers. And... I noticed every time I would do the mental math, okay, so that means you'll be doing this much more, and that means you'll need that much more. And I realized I'm affirming my reality every time I run myself through these other numbers. And that's, I'm not going to say you don't get any improvement by doing that, but I could do way better than that. So, So I recognized once I saw what I was doing, and it took a couple of days before I was like, oh, it's like I'm just reinforcing what my gap is. I said, no, Jeanette. There's no numbers to compare these to. These are your numbers. This is how it is for you. This is your reality. So when I would just do those numbers, period. No mental math comparisons. Just that's how it is. And over time, sure enough, those numbers became, they started to feel really normal. In fact, they started to feel so normal that they didn't feel like, they didn't feel cool anymore. They felt sort of, of course, like, well, yeah, of course, that's how it is. And my reality was catching up quickly with those numbers, even though I was really good at not clocking the difference. So much so that I started to think about giving myself new numbers because I was like, ooh, when 2018 gets here, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll out some new numbers to play with. And, and I realized, no, I don't want to be on that 
treadmill. I don't want to be that person who just always needs it to be more, bigger, better, faster in order to feel like she's making progress. That I'm going to keep these numbers, and what I'm going to do is just find a way to get more enjoyment, appreciation, or impact, whatever I thought those numbers were going to do for me. I'm going to find a way to squeeze more of those feelings out of them rather than require new numbers to give that to me. Not because it didn't work. It was working great, but I noticed what was happening was that I could just keep striving and thinking, okay, then this next set will be really cool, and then I'll get there and think, okay, what's next after that? I know too much to think that satisfaction comes from that routine. It comes from me being willing to dial into satisfaction even more than I have already. So that's not exactly related to um, this December practice that I'm engaging, but I thought I'd share it in case it's helpful for anyone else, anyone who's listening. Um, you got questions, Jeanette. I got questions. Can you, yep. can you yes. see? Can you read yeah. any? Yeah, or guest you... five says. This is Brent. Guest five says, uh, Jeanette, do you say I am making or having or earning? Just wondering what ooh, phrasing yeah. you're using. You don't need numbers. Um. Ooh, yeah, I like that question. So, this is for me personally. I do have a preference for making it. I don't just want that money out of the blue. I don't want to inherit it. I don't want to win it. I don't want to find it. I don't want to stumble over it. I want to make it. And I know that's because that's because part of the reason I want to make that money is the satisfaction I get over feeling successful with what I'm doing in the world. But it's the feeling of success that I'm looking for. And, and it make, I'm wondering, I'm like, seriously, Jeanette, you wouldn't feel successful if you, like, won the lottery or something? But, no, I, wanna, I really do want to make it. I want to I feel that reward for the, the love and the time and the energy I invest in my work. I know most people don't feel this way. Some do. I have talked with some who totally know what I'm talking about. But I do have a preference for making it, not just for having it available to spend. So it was cool how in my safe deposit box, remember those gold coins that, like, they just replicated themselves in my box? <laughs> okay, I did like that. I really did. But uh, I also want to make it. So when I'm, when I'm repeating my numbers, it's, um, I do have one in there for what I make. And it is, it's, it's profit. It's not just what I make because I've seen this happen with other people where they say a big number that they make. And sure enough, they make it, but their expenses are almost as much. <laughs> so it's like, it's like you know, still making twenty grand a year because it cost them an arm and a leg in order to make that gigantic amount of money. And that's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for profit. So yeah, I did word it that way, but that's because it mattered to me that way. I don't think everyone has to practice it. That just ask yourself, what do you want to experience? And give the more room you can give universe to deliver it, the better. I know a lot of us think that money comes to us from making it, but if you can open yourself up to being willing to let it in in other magical ways, in effortless, easy, enjoyable ways, why not? That's, that sounds like a good idea to me. In fact, I did do that. That's, that is something that I was conscious about, like, you know, every dollar that does come into my world, I basically did earn it. I'd like some of this stuff for free. And sure enough, it happened. It was so cool how that happened. It was really, really cool. But but uh, I also want to make it in spades. So I hope that answers that question. Can I, can I piggyback on that and ask yeah. another question? On that? Please. <laughs> I don't 
so what's the what's the difference between having a preference of how money comes to you? Like I totally get that feeling of when you earn it versus when it's gifted to you. But are I've heard it said like if you if you say if you kind of dictate how you want the money coming to you, it's almost like you're closing off other channels. I agree. Yeah, I so agree. how do you yeah. how do you balance that? Like, what's the like? Can you like if you are open all channels? Can you not then say like, oh, I but I like earning it because it feels good. And if you truly do feel good when you earn it, does that mean that you're hindering other channels? I'm a little confused. Well, I'm, I will say this: I I live how I want to live by and large right now. I am going to buy those twelve acres next to me one of these days. But but by and large, I already live how I want to live. So having money in isn't because it's going to change my day-to-day life. It's mm-hmm. just a, it's an indicator of it's one way for me to feel successful with my work. So that's why that how does matter to me. I'm not just about the money mm-hmm. universe. I'm like, show me that my work is making the difference that I want it to. Show me that I'm a savvy business person. Show me that I'm an easy match for big money. I... I um, I, I like this discussion because I'm kind of feeling it out as we're talking about it, that I still do like money for nothing absolutely all day. But if I, <laughs> if if somehow <laughs> I turned out to be uh, uh, like related to someone who had a whole bunch of money that was being distributed and I just, a whole, a whole big fat pile of it got landed on me, I still want to make money with my work. I still do because... Mm. It's just for me, it's a, it's a measure. I don't know. Maybe if I was sitting in that situation, I'd be like, everything's free. GVU is free. Ebooks are free. Everything. But no, it wouldn't because I don't want the whole world on this. You guys, we're leading edge people. The whole world can't be here or it would ruin this party. <laughs> we have to here explaining all this to brand new people. No, thank you. No, thanks. That's someone else's joy. It is not mine. I work for, with a very... For, I love how I just said I work for a very select group of people, and mm. we are not newbies. <laughs> Brent, stop it, Brent. You're making me laugh. Um, okay, so, so yes, I agree. When I say how I want something to happen, I am limiting universe in how it gets here. But for me, mm-hmm. I'm still doing it because it's what I want. Like I, I'm not just saying money, bring me money, universe. I'm all, ooh, no, bring it to me bit through my business Mm. because if I hear one more person get eyes on my business and say you should be making seven figures easily I cannot control the swear words that come out when I say I freaking know it (laughs) (laughs) it's that's going to have to be something that is for for the past not the future because um because yeah that's that's yeah I'm getting a handle on that one (laughs) Um, I don't know if that helps. Totally I am not. a big fan totally. of saying, of universe. I don't care how. Here's what I want, and I don't care how. And and frankly, I do do that in the aspect of my business that I don't care if it happens through ebooks or vibration prescriptions or private coaching clients or GVU or Good Vibe Astrology or the Coaches League or any other way, any other channel that I have open for money to come to me, bring it on. I don't care which mm-hmm. one of those. I'm open, universe, but I do want to make it. Yeah, that makes total sense. And, and that might change. Maybe one day it might, but for right now I'm still feeling it. And I suspect that's because of my rising Capricorn heritage that just really likes <laughs> to 
be successful in business. Not that we aren't successful if we aren't making money. And maybe that's a limiting belief that that's such a traditional measurement of it. Because I also believe if you aren't having a good time, you this is not success. <laughs> um, but I also know the more fun I have, the more money I make. So they kind of do go hand in hand for me. Mm-hmm. No, that makes total sense because I, I do want to say, like, I do want money to come in through my business for similar reasons because I want to earn it. Um, but it's also like, but I don't want to cut anything else off. And that might, right. maybe that's the Gemini in me, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it comes all sorts of ways. I'm a Gemini. I want I all, step one. It's boring if it's just one way. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Who Got else it. has Thank thoughts you. on this topic? Hey, Jeanette, it's Veronica. Thanks, Veronica. Hey. I've got some okay. stuff too. Oh, sorry. Oh, great. Um, okay. Um, yeah. So I have a comment and a question regarding that. Uh, yeah, on the earning on the business side, I think up until pretty recently, I would not have really known or understood what you're talking about in terms of I want to make it right. Um, because prior to now I'm like super red hot in love with what I'm producing mm. and creating to sell. So um, that's a good vibration. Good, yeah, it feels amazing, and I'm I'm open to to it coming and, and flowing in other ways. Fabulous, bring it on, bring it on, bring it on. Um, so for the first time, I am revved up about creating a business plan. Um, in the past, that felt pretty contracted to me. Like, not good. Um, I'm a little turned on by that at this point. It's, it's <laughs> up for me soon. So what I'd like to do is bring some of this LOA wizardry into that process. Mm-hmm. So I'm not getting, I think when you were talking about oh, that conversation about the numbers, like this number has nothing to do with that number. I, I don't want to get real contracted about tit for tat, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I I want to keep it open to high profits and not get real muggly about it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. I think sometimes being that kind of high level uh, can be, I think that can be really good for the vibration because we don't get to, we don't get our fingers in it too much. We We give universe the room it needs in order to put some magic together. Okay, so as you did with when I think you were talking about looking at your bank account and saying or whatever it was uh, financials and saying this number in my you know in my imagination or in my vortex really has nothing to do with these numbers that I'm looking at here. Like I don't need to compare these two things. Mm-hmm. Um, how might that was how might that uh, perspective work on a doing a business plan. I'm just thinking through what I might want to keep in mind as I do that. Well, there's probably different ways to use a business plan. I mean, you could probably use it one way where it's like a snapshot of your current business, kind of like a little bit of a scripting, like this is the status of my business. But there's also the more traditional engagement of it where, okay, this is where I want to go with it, and this is my plan for getting there. And, you know, we've talked about this on our other calls at GVU on business plans where I used the one-page business plan. I did it in a really LOA-friendly way where I said, um, this is what I want to create. And it's just basically my vision was inspire, 
fellow creators to embrace their manifesting powers. And then, and then as I drilled down, okay, and in what ways do you do that? Well, I love, love, love to write. I, I love, love, love to do private coaching sessions. I love, love, love posting in GVU forums. So these are the ways that I inspire fellow creators to embrace their true manifesting powers. And then um, when, it, when you drill down to some of the other things, like, okay, so what's your action plan? Well, my action plans were all LOA friendly, like, okay, I'm feeling it every day. I'm plugging into the vision and I'm listening to guidance. I'm following what, what my inner being says. Whatever my highest joy is, I say yes to it. So I had a business plan that allowed me, not just allowed, it required me to to get lined up with what I wanted to create and then to follow whatever felt best after that. That's a business plan that's hard to argue with for when you're a conscious creator. <laughs> if you're a traditional business coach, they might not have thought that was a valuable business plan, but for me, it's it's serving really well. Mm, okay. Okay. I, I like it. I like it. Because something that I'm trained as a traditional coach with the Martha Beck organization, mm-hmm. but that's not what I want to do for money. I get a little um, a little agitated when I get chased by, you know, potential client um, mm-hmm. because I want to be overdoing this other thing, mm-hmm. uh, if that makes any sense. But I want to integrate it into the um, marketing and advertising. Like I want to give it away through the marketing messaging, if that makes sense. Oh, I like it. Oh, no, I freaking love it. I've actually had similar intentions for my own quote-unquote marketing. It's called marketing, but it's whatever I find joy in, like podcasting, like blogging. It's like, yeah, some people would call that marketing. I call it having fun. But yes, anyone who experiences my quote-unquote marketing is better off for it. Like, Oh, my God, just, yes, they are. Right? <laughs> yes, we yeah. are. Like j- just just even never spending any money if all you had to do was listen to a promotion. And and I feel really silly calling it that, but really that's what my stuff is. It's like uh, it just spread the stuff out in the world and some people find their way back to some of these other gigs that help grow my profit. But um, but everyone who's touched by it, my intention is, is better off for it. No one has to sit through a commercial and be irritated by it. Like, you will love my – and we've had those experiences where there's something on Facebook that you watch and it lights you up so much you want to share it all over the place and then you look at it and it's a sponsored ad. And they're like, wait, can I really share a sponsored ad? But it was so inspiring. It was so cool. It made you laugh so loud that you want to share it. That's how I want people to feel about my stuff that isn't my paid work. But, of course, it leads to more paid work. So I get it. That's my long way of saying I totally get it, Veronica. Okay. <laughs> I like I, if it. I were you, I'd be I'd be willing to break some rules. I'd be willing to to um, cover some new ground with this. You know, like don't even don't even let someone else tell you how to use that business plan. You make it work for you because whatever is inspiring you about engaging it, it also knows how you can engage it in a way that serves you. You want to tune into that wisdom, and be willing to do it different. Be willing to break the rules. Be willing for someone else not to approve. Okay. Thank you. Oh, and keep on keeping on with the podcast. Oh, my God. I mean, you have no idea how much I've listened to those. Those are amazing. Thank you. I got two new reviews today that I, they seriously made me cry. <laughs> they made me, I cried reading reviews today. It was crazy. 
Really, really cool. Um, okay, there was another question. Someone else was going to chime in with something? Yes, it is It is me. Can you hear me okay? Yes. This is CJ. CJ, Hello. nice to hear you. Hey. So um, I love everything that you guys are saying, and I, and I love two Geminis. <laughs> I have a lot of Geminis in my life. I love Geminis. But anyway, um, what I wanted to say is I love what you're saying, Jeanette, and I wanted to add um, deepening. So deepening of stringing together all of the things I've become in alignment with. And I remembered sending you an email once uh, saying, you know, I feel like a kid in a candy store. Mm-hmm. I have all these wonderful manifestation techniques to choose from. How do I do that? And you said in classic Jeanette style, right, uh, do what feels good. And I, I discovered what feels good is, sort of like a buffet, and I mm-hmm. started to do every day at different times a little bit of each. So I do my deepening um, sort of prayer, deep meditation in the morning where I'm literally going into a deep divine place and connecting with divine. And then at work I do the bells. You know, I ring bells when money comes in, <laughs> and I have and I feel the resonance in my body before uh, when I get there before I see clients and then before I leave the office. And just throughout the day, um, I'm continuously touching in, doing this touching in thing where I'm saying thank you and expressing gratitude and reframing. Like when somebody cuts me off and takes my parking space, I go, you know, that's awesome. They, they're going to be really happy. They got this really great space. And when I do that, another one opens up for me. <laughs> so, it's, you know. And, you know, I mean, I'm not saying I don't have rough times. You know, I have days where I just feel like, oh, my God. But um, it's just this this habit thing, sort of like Meg's habit loop in a way that she was talking about on another call, um, where, you know, I just go into this place of I know that when I go into that meditation, which is not really a meditation, a classic meditation, it's sort of like a hypnotic um, spiritual thing. I know that I'm going to feel better. I'm going to I'm going to feel connected. I'm going to feel back in my flow, and I'm going to feel ease. And so, that expansion and then interweaving of everything is um, connecting to what you're saying. Right on, right on. Well, way to engage your powers, CJ, in a powerful way. That's exactly what makes my heart sing. Because, I mean, it's. One thing for us to know how this stuff works, but if we aren't using it in regular daily life, then it's pointless. Our knowledge does us no good. So I love hearing how you're putting it into practice and trusting your feel-good about how the buffet is what feels best. So, um, (laughs) yeah, have fun with that, and thanks for sharing. Thank you, Jeanette. Okay, so uh, who else? Comments, questions, a share about what you're going to play with in December? This is Tom. Hey, Tom. Nice to hear from you. Hey, good. Um, Yeah, I've got a plan that I launched yesterday, which is that I'm not going to read or listen to any other authorities in my life for one month except myself. And um, and so I'm I'm going – I'm dedicating a month to writing – blogs, speeches, and modules for seminars that will only come from my own 
Mm. self. <laughs> That's exciting. <laughs> yeah, because I want to see what my creative message to the world is in a sense. You know, like I feel like I've been taking in stuff for so many years. And, of course, the Abraham stuff is so powerful that I always feel like, well, you know, I, I have to always turn back to that and turn back to that and turn back to that. But then I realize the reason maybe that money doesn't flow as readily is because you feel like a unique voice and I don't have the inspiration behind it mm-hmm. because it's not my unique voice. And so mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's my going out and giving speeches to clients or my putting on seminars and attracting people in blogs that I feel are going to attract. It all comes back to the fact that a powerful message that's coming from my own heart, from my own mm-hmm. soul, from my own unique you know, self, who am I, you know, that's showing up here that's got something to say. Um, so that's that what I'm like doing. That feels like a true then, honoring, doesn't it? I mean, like yeah. to trust yourself and what you know and and your connection to the part of you that knows all of it. I was getting goosebumps as you were describing that. So it feels like you're onto something really fun this month. Yeah, and then I'm combining that. Since, since I don't have, you know, all this other reading and listening I'm going to be doing to external authorities, I'm just going to be focusing on my prayer reading journal, my appreciation journal, and my affirmation. So I give them a much higher place every day than I was giving them. Um, so that, uh, my life is simplified. Plus, the rest of the time that I have doing things that I really love, that are unique to me. You know, so whether it's mm-hmm. writing songs, writing poetry, playing the guitar, you know, that I'll do those things because they will inspire that side of me that is creative, that wants to have fun, that wants to play and wants to express itself, you know, because this is what it all comes down to for me is I'm trying to get paid to express myself in the world in a way, you know, because it's the self-expression that matters more than anything. But the fact that we need money, just means, you know, let me express myself, but let me get paid for it. You know, I would say I would do exactly that. Like I'm not trying to do it. That's exactly what I'm doing. I know what it feels like and I'm allowing it now. All I have to do is show up, do express myself in my true authentic way. And the money rolls in. Yeah, I, even, I don't have to know how. I'll follow any inspirations. If universe needs me to open a new PayPal account, I will do it, or whatever other nudges I get. But, yeah, I'd claim mm-hmm. that one. That would be a mm-hmm. fun one to rock. Yeah. Thanks, Tom. Okay. Anyone else have anything for us? Questions, comments, shares, observations? Alternate perspectives. No one's got anything. Well, Print, thanks. This wouldn't be, it would feel right if we didn't hear from you on the recording. Thanks for chiming in. <laughs> yeah, I always like to be last, so you know the last thing you hear. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm really, I like the idea of um, what you said earlier about. Um, clo- I guess it's closing the gap. Um, basically, finding out you know the difference between where you are and where you're going. And I feel, for me, in some aspects of my life, the, the gap is not very big, which is good. I'm kind of feeling good in the place where I'm at. And then, right like, you know, especially with, like, in some aspects of money, it's like there's a might even a bigger gap than I – because I, I have big dreams. And so maybe feeling like I'm limiting myself in some way of not, you know, playing small or something instead of just saying, you know what, these really big things, you know, I can make $10 million. And I can do mm-hmm. this, and I want to, you know, 
but I also want to do it in a way that is so inspiring to others that they also will be able to, you know, live their dreams the way they want to. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of the goal of where I'm going. Um, and so I, I like the idea of doing that. Um, I'm just wondering if there's, what what would you suggest would be a really good way to, like, I, I know trust is kind of part of that process, but how can we just. I, I got an idea. If yeah. I know what your okay. question was, I didn't even let you really finish it. But, oh, no, I think you, but the, I think you got me. <laughs> where I get trust from is to remember how this works. And I remember how the quantum researchers are telling us that everything that could happen is already happening on some level. And I remember Abraham's words about how everything that you ever wanted, it exists on a vibrational level. They're, and Abraham has said, we're saying the same things. <laughs> when they had the quantum physicists sitting in their hot seat who said, is this kind of like, and they're like, it's the exact same. I remember that. Everything that could happen, it's already happening, and it's happening right now, and it's happening in every potential version. The absolute worst version, the absolute best, most ideal, amazing version, and everything in between. So I'm only limited by which one can I imagine, which one can I conjure with my, in my mind, and, and which one am I willing to line up with to find the frequency of. That's all I got to do. So it's easy for me to trust that whatever I want is possible when I'm doing the work of, of aligning, when I'm practicing vibration management, when I'm tuning in every day to what that vision is, what it looks like, what it sounds like, what it feels like. When I'm doing that work, then I know I'm, become, I'm, I'm, I'm directing myself into that version or I'm calling that version forth to form around me in my life and it'll do it so gradually, so, so sneakily that I won't even realize it's happened. And it had happened a while ago. Before last night, I felt inspired to look at a few numbers, and I was like, wait a minute, and started pulling out the calculator and putting it in the spreadsheet and realizing, holy freaking Hannah, amazing news, which it, was, it had been happening all along. Like it morphs around us in a way we might not even realize that it is because it doesn't often happen suddenly in an instant. It happens gradually just like the frog in the water as it gets warmer and warmer you don't realize it's happening until there's something that makes you take stock and realize ta-da here we are um that's what works for me for developing that trust in those big dreams that they're not that big because you know abraham has said before your work and manifesting the big stuff is to just don't let it be so big got to like be able to wrap your arms around it and know that anything is doable that you are willing to imagine if you can if you can imagine it it's it's available for you to experience all you have to do is be willing to continue imagining it and then follow whatever inspirations you get that's how your inner guidance will lead you right into that version of it cuz i i got to pick one of them one of them's going to be my reality and if i know that why wouldn't i pick my favorite why wouldn't i learn how to turn my attention towards the ones that I prefer rather than just more of the same of what I'm used to because reality has got me locked in looking at it. I know how to turn my attention from reality. I know how to stop clocking the difference between those numbers. I know how to say, here's how it is for me and let universe catch up. I was talking with a client today and I used the analogy of like when I go on a dog walk, if I'm on, if I'm on a walk we've never been before and I'm not entirely sure that the dogs know the way. Like we haven't done this enough times for them to trust that they are going to go where we're supposed to go. I sometimes find myself 
looking back and making sure that they're following me, especially Molly, because sometimes you know she can't hear or see very well. So if I turn a corner, that girl's lost. She will walk in the wrong direction. But here's what happens. If, if I'm on a walk and I keep looking back, I'm not trusting those dogs to follow me. And it feels this is the exact same work I'm doing with Universe. When I go on a walk and I, and I, I walk like an alpha, I walk like a pack leader, I expect them to keep track of me and to follow me. Guess what they do? And when I do that same thing with my numbers, I'm like, this is how it is for me. I don't have to look back and make sure universe is making it happen because I know how to be the boss of my reality. I know how to say what's so and let universe put the rest of it together. All I got to do is have a good time. That's literally all I have to do. Be willing to say what's so for me and then follow whatever feels best, knowing that that's me being the cooperative component for all the good stuff to fill in. So cool how it works. So that's how that's how I would develop some trust, not to mention remind myself of the other miracles I've manifested in my life, like, hello, this isn't my first rodeo. I do this all the time. Other people are doing this all the time. Ooh, that was another thing I was going to say, Brent. When I was sharing about um, tuning into the ideal version of myself, sometimes what might work for people, anyone who's doing that exercise, might find that if, if you're the handle on, just imagine someone that you – know who's doing it the way you want to do it. Like when I tuned into my business self, I felt a little lost. When I tuned into Gina Gabellini, <laughs> I got some pretty clear insights, really, really clear insights. Uh, so that, that, um, that willingness to play around and to experiment and to trust wherever we find ourselves wandering to, you know, that, that, uh, I, I just really like the reminder, you said it in chat room, Brent, that you said the rules are made to limit us in so many ways. So either make your own or skip them altogether. Yeah, let's let our inner guidance lead the way. Kind of like Tom's playing with. You know, he's not looking for external input. He's trusting the input that comes from within that divine source. Trust whatever it is that you're getting from that. Even when it says, okay, well, what, what's Gina Gabellini doing different than you, Jeanette? <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah so uh, I'm going to take you and your business approach as my go-to. Because, <laughs> you know, you're very inspiring anyway. And so like, I think I said it earlier. I was getting goosebumps when you were talking about your uh, your vision for your business. Yeah. Stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm having a pretty good time with myself. I got to say, I imagine all the other lifetimes where I had a crappy job, and I'm like, this is the payoff. (laughs) This is the one that I'd been wishing for through all those lifetimes of hating the work that I did or wishing that I didn't have to get up and go do something I didn't want to do. Boy, this is the payoff from all that contrast. Yeah. I do like it. Okay, we're at the top of the hour. Anyone else have anything for us before we wrap up? I know I want to say thank you again for playing along with me and everyone else this year in our Money Aligner course. I think we've accomplished a lot here. I think we've learned more about ourselves and our vibrational habits. We've learned how we can best affect those habits and create new ones. And um, I had a fun time doing it. I hope you've had as an enjoyable time as I have. And and I would love to hear from those of you who are listening to the recording or as the month of December continues, I'd love to hear what insights you took away from this course, either in the forums or in my inbox, however you care to share, because that is really what lights me up most, knowing that 
this isn't just me playing with myself, <laughs> that other people are playing along too and having fun with it. So, um, yes, thanks for joining me for this call, and let's rock out the rest of this year with our Money Aligner practices. Thanks, everyone. Awesome. Thank, you. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Thank Bye. You. Thanks, Jeanette, everybody. Thank you.